Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday, October 18, 2023. Thanks for being here bright and early. On the way this hour, random facts, celebrity birthdays, this day in history. I'll tell you about trunk or treat as well. The princess ball info coming up next hour, plus cops fired for playing Pokemon. And Gen Z has a different definition of the phrase out of pocket than everybody else, and a record-breaking pumpkin with a name you're probably familiar with. All that more coming up today on the show, brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, Attorneys at Law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. And it is time now for your celebrity birthdays here for Wednesday, October 18th. Well, the most famous and best celebrity in my life is my wife, Michelle, and her birthday is today. I'm not going to tell you how old she is. Uh, but uh, I can tell you, whatever the number is, she looks much, much younger. So, happy birthday to my wife. All right, let's get uh, some other birthdays out there. Scott McCall, played by Tyler Posey, is 32 today. Bristol, uh, by the way, he's in the MTV Teen Wolf movies. The daughter of Sarah Palin, Bristol, the Pistol Palin, is 33 today. Zach Efron, actor, is 36. I watched that movie with him called The Covenant. Guy Ritchie is uh, directing it. I, I think it's on Prime over the weekend. It's a an Afghanistan, uh, you know, combat movie, but uh, it was fantastic. It's called The Covenant, or maybe it's just Covenant. But anyway, Zac Efron's in there. Does a great job. Uh, let's see here. Freda Pinto from uh, Slumdog Millionaire is 39. Lindsey Vaughn, Olympian, is 39. Neo is 43 today. Jean-Claude Van Damme is 63. Martina Navratilova, <laughs> Navratilova is a 67, you know, the tennis star. Chuck Lorre is 71, the creator of Two and a Half Men. And let's see here. Wow. Mike Ditka would have been 85. He just passed away. So Today's National uh, Chocolate Cupcake Day, and on this day in history... The American flag raised in Puerto Rico in 1898, symbolizing that our troops had seized control of that island. Walt Disney's animated classic, The Jungle Book, released on this date in 1967. John Lennon and Yoko Ono busted for Mara Joanna in London in 1968. Let's see here. Reggie Jackson earned his nickname for Mr. October after hitting three home runs on uh, in uh, Game 6 of the World Series. K-1 
carrying the Yankees to another title. That happened on this date in 1977. The show Roseanne debuted on ABC in 1988. And in 2011, on this date, a British court declared four members of UB40 bankrupt. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is that time of morning, my friends. Random facts. Even sign language has tongue twisters. In ASL, they're referred to as finger fumblers. But the idea is the same. A word or phrase that's difficult to articulate without getting tripped up. Finger fumblers. The sign language version of a tongue twister. That's pretty cool. The theme song from the Jetsons made it to number nine on the Billboard charts in 1986. The person who invented dunking your donut in coffee was a silent film star named Mae Murray. She dropped her donut in coffee in the 1920s and then liked the taste and then started spreading the word. These donuts and coffee are delicious! I'm just imagining that's how it went. All right, your next random fact here. Dr. Seuss's license plate was Grinch. (laughs) All righty. And your final random fact here. The Quad Cities is made up of actually five cities. Davenport and Bettendorf, Iowa. And Rock Island and Moline and East Moline, Illinois. So there's five. Now you know. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Good morning to you. Coming up next hour, talking Law with Greg Thurman of Thurman and Flanagan. He'll be in studio about an hour from now. Coming up October 28th at the Carroll County Sheriff's Office, they are having a trunk or treat. It starts at 6 p.m. There's going to be candy, hot dogs, chips, and drinks. There's also going to be raffle prizes going on. So a free event, bring the family, trunk or treat. You walk around to all the trunks that are open, if you will, or the hatchbacks, and trick-or-treat. How about that? So get on out there. October 28th, it's a Saturday. After that, come over to the Princess Ball that we're putting on at the Berryville Community Center, which uh, that starts at 6 p.m., but it's all right. Come a little fashionably late, right? So anyway, lots of great stuff going on in Berryville, October 28th, with uh, this trunk-or-treat starting at 6 p.m. with the Carroll County Sheriff's Office coming out and say hello. Good morning. Good Wednesday morning to you as we try to get over the hump here. Something uh, coming up that you can uh, do on the weekend is the 2023 fourth annual Princess Ball with the Rotary Club. There's going to be dessert, fun, and dancing. It's not just limited to girls, by the way. Plenty of boys there, too. The Princess Ball, just an all-around fun event, dancing, dessert, and fun. It's all put on by the Berryville Rotary Club to benefit the Friends of the Berryville Public Library. It's happening on October 28th. It's a Saturday night. There is no Razorback game that day. Not that that would have deterred you based on the way they've been playing. But uh, anyway, it is happening 6 p.m. Berryville Community Center. You need to get your tickets now. You can get them in Berryville at CS Bank, Arvest Bank, Bank of 1889, or the Berryville Library. So I will be there hosting. I was there last year with my family as well. We had a great time. Saw some incredible dance moves, some dance moves that I knew left people hurting the next morning, especially in our dance contest. I remember there was a grown man that did the worm pretty well, actually, but I was hurting with every wiggle he did. I don't know if that's the right term, but uh, anyway, it's a fun time for a great cause, and you can get the details at our website. Click Community Board 
at KTHSradio.com. Good morning to you. I got to say happy birthday to my wife, Michelle, usually driving our kids to school at this time. And uh, she doesn't look a day over 25. So uh, happy birthday to my wife. And I love you. Let's go. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. (laughs) At least these guys have plenty of free time now. The LAPD released footage from a few years ago recently where two cops ignored a robbery call to play Pokemon Go. They were parked across the street from a place that got robbed, and another cop who saw them radioed for backup, but they pretended they didn't hear it and drove off. A camera in the school. You know, this is that game, a GPS game, where you travel around to the different places. It's sort of like a, what, what do you call it? Like it's an overlay of real life, so you drive up to the place, and on your phone, you would see the Pokemon. I guess Snorlax was a character. They literally drove off to find Snorlax while this guy needed backup. A camera in their squad car caught them talking about a Snorlax that popped up nearby. It also caught them speeding through a residential neighborhood and driving the wrong way down a one-way street. These guys were serious about Pokemon Go. One of them had been a cop for seven years. The other was a 17-year veteran. They both got fired. They originally tried to claim that they didn't hear the radio because of loud music that was playing nearby, but they lost the appeal last year after footage from their car showed they were lying. It finally got released, and someone filed a records request for the video. Now it's public knowledge, and they are fired. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I hope they found the Snorlax, though. That's Stranger Than Fiction. Good morning. Good morning. Back in studio with Greg Thurman, talking law with Thurman and Flanagan. We have met multiple members, valuable members of the staff at Thurman and Flanagan. We've met Trish Harp, Stacy Sebi, Lisa Hussey. Greg, who are we going to meet today? Today we're going to meet the newest member of our staff, Taylor Weaver. Taylor Weaver is the son of Tim Weaver. Tim Weaver was the Eureka Springs city attorney for over two decades. Uh, his main office was in Rogers. He had a satellite office in Eureka Springs. And Taylor actually worked for his father, as a legal assistant during the last couple years of his father's practice. We lost him recently to an illness, and Taylor was somebody that had really kept his father's firm going during his father's health issues. And so when we had an opportunity to interview Taylor and bring Taylor aboard, we took it. And Taylor supports Chris Flanagan's practice. And Chris, uh, you know, as we've we talked previously, used to be a prosecutor and pretty much, you know, does a ton of criminal defense, you know, in multiple counties uh, all over northwest Arkansas. Taylor's father was a prosecutor for the, for the city of Eureka, and he also did criminal defense. So Taylor had a background as a legal assistant in exactly the type of law that Chris primarily does. You know, 80% of Chris's practice is criminal defense. And so he literally came into our firm and hit the ground running because he had already done a lot on both sides of it, from the prosecutor's side and the criminal defense lawyer side. He had done it. And so the only thing that he had to do is kind of adjust to our procedures versus the way things have been done there. But again, I believe in collaboration and he's added, you know, offered things that they did that make us a little more efficient. And so I think that Chris's practice has, there's a lot of communication that happens with Chris's clients and our office because Chris is in court a lot. And that means you're out of the office a lot. And so when you're out of the office a lot, you're not able to talk to your clients and to return phone calls and do the things that you would think would be easy as an attorney, but it's actually the most difficult thing to do because you're, you know, working on your cases, you're working your craft, so to speak. And Chris sometimes will go out of a two week 
10 workday period, he might be in court eight of those 10 days and, you know, various courts all over. And so Taylor is the one that is having to communicate with the clients, make sure they know what court you know they're going to be in, what time, provide them updated information with regards to, you know, any negotiations that Chris may have going with the prosecutor. And so there's a lot of interaction that he has with Chris's clients and then has to get with Chris when Chris is back in the office. And they do a lot of communication with each other through email and through their cell phones. Because when Chris is on a break in court, he may have to send texts or emails to Taylor and vice versa. And so Taylor is really the one legal assistant that, you know, handles one attorney. And it's because of the nature of Chris's practice. I bet Chris Flanagan is really happy to have Taylor. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like. It, no, it is. Taylor, uh, you know, it, it's rare sometimes to be able to get somebody with experience with a legal background as an assistant. That can be difficult any off legal office. But to find somebody that actually has experience in your area of practice is a real find. And so Taylor was, you know, obviously dealt a, a blow with, with the loss of his father. And we were very pleased that, that he wanted to stay in the legal field. And uh, so he has been aboard now approaching a year and uh, has been a another valuable addition to Thurman and Flanagan. And I think Chris Flanagan feels like he has got him and Taylor, you know, it takes a little bit to kind of hit your stride, but I think him and Taylor hit their stride, you know, probably month three or four and, and, you know, they've, they've kind of got their thing going and Chris Flanagan handles has a, has a pretty heavy caseload in multiple counties and multiple courts in counties, because you've got your district courts, you got your circuit courts. And so Chris is a lot of different places. And sometimes he may be, he may be in district court in one County one morning and in circuit court in a different County that afternoon. And Taylor is the one that is making sure the clients are where they need to be and updating the clients on where their cases stand, whether we've gotten discovery from the prosecutor, if there's been negotiations with the prosecutor. There's a lot of back and forth between Taylor and Chris's clients. And then Chris and Taylor have to communicate, you know, less in the office because Chris is in so many different courts and more, you know, either through text messaging or emailing. And so he's got a lot, lot going on when it comes to supporting Chris's practice. He does a very good job and he is, he's, he's young and he is got a family background for it. Let's put it that way. A lot of moving parts there. A lot of moving parts. It's, you know, the overall thing that I've heard in these last few weeks is, that not only has Thurman and Flanagan, and of course you specifically, Greg, been very fortunate to find really great people. You've obviously also been diligent with a certain standard you're trying to uphold, but also very fortunate to find so many of these professionals. I Sometimes when, when I listen to some of these segments, I think I use the word blessed too many times, but my wife said, no, honestly, Greg, that's the truth. You've been blessed with very good attorneys. You've been blessed with good staff members, and you've been blessed with with a law firm that has continued to grow. I hope my listeners out there don't get tired of me hearing that, but I am blessed to have you know the attorneys. I'm blessed to have the staff, and I'm blessed that we get to serve our clients in Washington and Benton County, Carroll County, Madison County, Boone County. I mean, we're in multiple counties. It goes back to uh, the only way Ike, our firm, can serve the market we serve in the different areas of practice that we serve is by having a good staff. And that's why I thought it was important to single them out, give our listeners a little bit about their background so that they know that you may not get to speak to your attorney every time you call in, but you're speaking to a competent legal assistant that is going to 
relay the message to the attorney or answer the question. If it's in their purview of, of where they can provide information regarding the client's case, then, then they're, they're going to give them accurate information. If there's anything to have more of than less, it's blessings, right? It's hard to get burnout on blessings. So uh, that great. Thank you for introducing us to the staff at Thurman and Flanagan. Again, Trish Harp, Stacy Sebi, Lisa Hussey, Taylor Weaver. That concludes our introduction to that part of your team. Now, next week here on Talking Law, we're going to get into some social security disability. I know you've been doing it for a long time. What, what are we going to learn? Well, like we're going to get back, you know, we had talked about bodily injury and, and and we did several segments on that area of the law, and we're going to talk about Social Security Disability. Social Security Disability, there, there's two programs, and I'm going to talk about both programs, the Title II and the Title 16 program. I'm going to explain to our listeners the type of physical impairments uh, and mental impairments that can qualify somebody for, for the programs. I'm going to explain to our listeners the various ways that you are able to prove that somebody is or is not disabled. And then ultimately, I want to kind of address some of the mis perceptions that are out there with regards to disability because you hear a lot of things you know with different people and they have a lot of misperceptions about you know the program and and different things and I really think that the old saying that you can't judge a book by its cover probably applies to this area of my practice more than anything because until I get into somebody's medical records and start seeing what's really going on with them they may look perfectly fine but when you see their records and you see the symptoms and the limitations they have that's when you realize why they can't work eight hours a day, five days a week in a competitive work environment. And so I look forward to addressing this area of the law that I've been spent a quarter century practicing in and helping people that that need it. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a very helpful and insightful series on that subject. And we look forward to that starting next week right here on Talking Law. Thanks for being here, Greg. Thank you again, Ike, for having me in the studio. Good morning to you. Well, coming up on Friday, another Friday football full of action. That's right. And we'll be broadcasting it right here. The Huntsville Eagles will be taking on Berryville at Berryville. You can hear that game on 107.1 KTHS. The Green Forest Tigers, they'll be at home against Gravit. You can hear that game on 96.9 and 102.3 FM. So you got Berryville, Huntsville, and Green Forest and Gravit. And, of course, we'll be tailgating at Good Coffee Company in the Hidden Treasures building in Berryville on Main Street. Used to be the old liquor store. And, of course, Good Coffee, a fantastic place to go right now. Actually, they have a drive through window. If you need a little pick-me-up for the day, they also have some great treats in there as well. We'll be hanging out there along with the Harder House. Some sweet treats from the Harder House as well. That's Friday at 3.30 from 3.30 to 5. Tailgate action before the game. And we will be there. So come on out. And say hello and go Eagles, go Tigers, and go Bobcats. Good morning. Good morning to you. Well, let me ask you a question. If someone told you, hey, I'm going to be out of pocket for a little while, what would you think? Well, you're going to be, you know, you're not going to be reachable for a while. That's what most people think, but Gen Zers have a different definition. Now, the dictionary... The dictionary definition for out-of-pocket is actually about money. Expenses, like with your insurance plan, like, you know, how much you have to pay out-of-pocket, right? But obviously, there's also the, I'm going to be out-of-pocket, unreachable, right? Well, a lot of millennials use that phrase when they're going to be away from their desk or unreachable. But over the weekend, 
some Gen Zers posted a video making fun of their boss for using this phrase all the time. He says she'll say things like, I'll be out of pocket for a few hours this afternoon. He thinks it's hilarious. Why? To Gen Z, out of pocket means out of character or unhinged, like getting crazy. So if you say to a young person, I'll be out of pocket, they don't hear that you're going to be unreachable. They think that you are getting crazy this afternoon. How weird is that? I'm going to be out of pocket. I'm getting crazy this afternoon. Don't try to find me. I'll be out of pocket. Going crazy. Unhinged. Isn't that weird? I mean, you talk about the differences in language between generations. That is starkly different. How did this happen? I'll blame the internet. All right. Uh, And if you need to reach me, I'll be out of pocket for a while. Good morning. Good morning to you. Well, it is a great day, is it not? want to remind you today's show being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Big time pumpkins. The record for the world's largest gourd is back in American hands. The world championship pumpkin way off was a few days back in California. The winner was a 2,749 pound pumpkin that was grown in Minnesota. This thing is gargantuan. It's not it's not orange. Right? It's kind of yellowish green with a hint of orange on it. It's huge. It looks like a small car. It looks like the size of a Prius. The previous record was a pumpkin out of Italy weighing 2702, yeah, 2702 pounds back uh, in 2021. This was 47 pounds heavier. The largest pumpkin ever grown. Guess what the name is? Michael Jordan. The guy who grew it, named it after him because the year is 2023, which is, uh, you know, Michael Jordan's number 23. He was hoping that it might be the greatest of all time, and his hope was, well, it was right. It's uh, 43-year-old Travis Ginger. He teaches horticulture at Anoka Technical College near Minneapolis, and he's been growing pumpkins since he was a teenager. He broke the American record last year with a 2,500-pound, 2,560-pound pumpkin. The payout is $9 a pound, by the way. So he sold it for just under $25,000. So I think it was worth it, right? That would not only net him around ten grand. it does cost about fifteen grand to grow. Really? And he got an extra thirty grand for breaking the record, so he made a cool 40K in profit. This is the 50th World Championship. The first was back in 1974 when the winning pumpkin weighed just 132 pounds. This one is 20 times bigger than that. Must be the hormones. I don't know. The pumpkins we use for jack-o'-lanterns, they're around 10 pounds. So it's like 275 of those jack-o'-lantern type pumpkins. This kind of pumpkin would make you uh, at least 687 pumpkin pies. And if you want to compare it from a weight standpoint, it's as heavy as a walrus, a hippopotamus, or a Mazda Miata with two actual Michael Jordans sitting in it. I told you it was the size of a Prius. I did. Or a Mazda Miata. Whatever. You say Prius. You say Miata. I say Prius. What are you going to do? Anyway, Michael Jordan is victorious once again. Good morning.
Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We'd love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us, hit us up, show at IkeWingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.